Good morning, Super Gluer. I'm so glad that you are a part of the Super Glue podcast and our family here because if you're like me, you have so much going on. You are the Super Glue to so many. And I'm so glad that you're here today so that we can take a break together, draw on our sources of strength. We're here to get real, share a morning prayer, and gear up for a kick ass day. So today, we're going to talk about fear. And I want you to remember that fear is fiction. Fear is fiction. That's right. Fear is often the collection of things that we make up in our minds because we are putting ourselves in situations that haven't happened yet, or we are imagining our worst fears or things that maybe are going to make our lives fall apart. And we start to live them out and see them in ways that can be so harmful. And I want to remind you that fear is our fiction story. It's made up. It's oftentimes what we fear are the things that are never going to happen or come true anyway. And I have to say, if you're a parent, I bet you can relate to this, but I often fear something happening to my kids. I think the first time I ever heard somebody normalize this or make it public was when Brene Brown was talking about how much joy she felt for her children and how much love and she would look at them and her eyes would sparkle and she would see in them all of this beauty and light and hope. And then she would stand over their crib at the same time and be like, oh my God, something's going to happen to them, something horrible, something terrible. And I remember listening to her and thinking, oh my God, I feel that way too. But nobody ever wants to talk about that. It's as if, you know, if we don't say it, then it won't happen, right? If we hold it in, then it's then it's not going to happen. And maybe that's part of us wanting to control things. But I was listening to a really great book that was reminding me that everything is temporary because everything in the end belongs to God. And even the things that we fear the most, the biggest fears in our in our lives are often fiction and fear of something bad happening, fear of of things that we know that we have no control over leaves us feeling anxious and unsettled. And oftentimes those thoughts will put us in a really bad or damaging mood. So I wanted to share with you another fear that is pretty uh, relevant for me. It comes up a lot in my life and I was trying to get to the root of it. Today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the fears that we have and the roots of those fears. I think with parenting, we probably all have that fear and the root is easy. This insane love that we have for our kids when they're born and throughout their lives is unmatchable. I mean, it's nothing that we can ever describe or understand until it happens to us, until we're a parent. And we're so deeply and madly in love with our kids. We want to do everything we can to hold on to them and to keep them safe. So I think that one at its root is pretty easy to understand, but sometimes we have fears that we just don't really understand why we have them or where they come from, or or we have a hard time making sense of them. And so I wanted to share a personal experience with you. As many of you know, I do a lot of contract work for different companies, and there's a company that I do some work for, and I love what I get to do for them. But part of it is understanding their platform and how their particular platform works so that we can gather data. And then what I do is I help consultants look at or clients look at that data. And then I serve as a consultant to help them make sense of the data to think about next steps for their school. And it's wonderful. And I love that part. But the part I don't really love is helping them get through the platform because the platform itself, the data piece is pretty new to me and I'm always having to learn. And oh my gosh, you know, I, I tell my daughters and, and Mark all the time, 
Every time I have a session, I learn something else because somebody asks me a question and I don't know it. And I always feel like, oh my gosh, I've, I know so much about this now. And then something comes up and I'm like, but I don't know that, right? And so, and it's always like so about a lot of details. And I've always told myself this story or tape that runs in my mind of, you know, I'm not very detail oriented. I'm not great with details. So when I get into these sessions and a question comes up, I feel myself getting really anxious, like in my neck and shoulders is where I hold my anxiety and I play it off very well. I don't think anybody else would know that. I definitely can maintain professionalism and I know how to go seek answers to the questions. It's not that. What it gets me thinking about is why do I have that physical reaction? Because I was doing some other work this past week And a question came up and I didn't know the answer and I had no physical reaction because it's about a topic that I know a lot about and I felt comfortable that I could go seek out the answer and I just did not have the same physical reaction. And I thought to myself, like, where is this coming from and why is it that I get a physical reaction in these particular types of sessions, but not others? And it helped me to really break down my fear. What was I really fearing? So when we think of fear, I want you to imagine a big tree filled with branches and leaves. And at the top of the tree, there's your fear. There it is. It sits there. And it's that feeling that you can't really explain. You don't really know where it's coming from exactly. It's just roaming around in the leaves. So there's fear. There's that feeling. And then we get to the branches and we have to ask ourselves, so when else does this type of fear come up? And so when I started thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've had this particular fear at other times in my life. And an example would be when we were working on our Message of Hope charity events and there was any kind of like data reporting with money, I always felt really uncomfortable because I didn't, I wasn't good at tracking that stuff. I never touched the money, by the way. I was Even as a principal, I was always like, nope, I don't do that. I do a lot of things, but I am not getting involved in like touching the money at the school or the money in a charity or whatever. And so I always had a lot of people with checks and balances for that. A lot of that was about logic, like obviously protecting myself and my school and my organization, but Um, but, and, you know, being wise, of course, the obvious reasons, but I mean, a lot of it too was feeling really ill-equipped with details and like the specific details are running. We used to do everything on an Excel spreadsheet in our um, organization. It would total things up and I just wasn't good at all that stuff. And so when I started to think about the root of my fear in the branches, I started to place on the branches lots of experiences in which I had the same feeling as that I'm getting right now. And I allowed myself to just feel those feelings and go to the branches and try to dissect what was the common pattern among the branches to get to the root. And the root for me personally is about not feeling smart sometimes. And I had to find out where that came from and kind of dig up where in my life, in my childhood, did I not feel smart? And why do I have that as a part of my roots, even to this day, when I know, logically, I know I'm very smart. I don't know everything. Oh my gosh, who does? I don't expect myself to. I'm pretty good with self-compassion and all that good stuff. But every once in a while, This fear of not being seen as smart still pops up for me. And if I get to the roots of it 
it comes down to in childhood, I had a difficult time learning to read. I never did, you know, read. I mean, I really just didn't read. I avoided reading because it was so difficult for me. It was so laborious and comprehension was so difficult. And so I found ways to cope, but I never wanted to be found out, if you will, right? I didn't want people to know that I was having a difficult time learning to read. So I would kind of hide that and That's why today when I'm in a session and I don't know the answer, I'm super good at hiding it. I'm so good. No one would even know that it's bothering me. And again, in other platforms or other work that I do, if I don't know the answer, I'm fine. I'm totally fine because it's a content that I'm extremely comfortable with. And apparently in the back of my brain, in my roots, I'm like, yeah, but I'm really good at this. And so it doesn't bother me. I can lack, you know, knowledge. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll find that out. And I'm cool with it. But in an area in which I feel like it's super detail oriented, I'm going to struggle with that. It brings up these feelings in my roots. And I think back to some of the other reasons why I feel that way. And I remember, you know, in my life, if you put me on the spot for trivia, or even even oh my gosh, if you were to ask me like, what are your top five songs? I love music, but I cannot name them. Like I'd have to think for a minute, be like, okay, let me think. Because it's just, again, holding onto the details. Once I heard the song, I could go, oh yeah, I love this. And I know this song and whatever, and connect, make a connection. I can tell you where I was when I first heard the song and why I like it and what emotions it brings up, but the details of remembering. So it's that. I also remember having a friend making fun of me because I could never do brain teasers or Um, You know, I would be in a social situation and people would be talking about something political and I did not know what they were talking about, you know, and and over the years I've grown and I've developed and I've worked on these sides of me, but other parts of me just don't really care. Like, still, don't bring me to a trivia event. I'm not very useful. (laughs) And don't ask me my favorite songs because I haven't really worked on that side of myself and I'm much more comfortable with it. Now, as an adult, but the root of my tree is about sometimes not feeling smart and bringing up those feelings again. And so I want to invite you, Super Gluer, to get down to the roots of your fear. What is it that you fear and name it? And where does that fear really come from? Because Psalms 56, chapters, or chapter 56, verse three and four says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? And you know what, Super Gluer? Really, my first thought might be fear in those sessions, but my second thought is, what can flesh do to me? I'm doing well. I have learned so darn much. Like, I seriously do pat myself on the back. I seriously do feel like, oh my God, I am... So incredibly proud of you for how much you've learned. And yeah, there's stuff that you're still learning. But I put my faith in God because I know that I'm trying to do this work to do good work for people and to bring light and hope. And and I'm going to get better every day. And I don't expect other people to know everything all of the time. So it's okay when I don't know. And I can work myself through this or talk myself through this and be super logical about it. But it's always that second thought, right, to get me there. And so at first, I might react. And maybe tomorrow when I go to do a session, if I have a little glitch or blip, maybe I will react. Maybe I will. But I can have a second thought and not have to stay in the fear. And I can certainly understand where the fear comes from. 
and then realize that it's not relevant fear at all. Joshua 1, 9 says, have I condemned you or have I not condemned you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And let me tell you, sometimes when I'm in the middle of a session or in a situation where it feels new or feels a little overwhelming, I do pause and pray and I'm like, Lord, help me to unravel this real quick. Like I feel a little stuck. And it's really amazing how that just calms me down in that moment. So super glower, oh, my challenge to you is to get to the root of your fear. Stick down in there, even when it's hard sometimes, to be able to name it and know what it is so that you can build back up and build healthy branches that are renewed and strong. And let's get ready to pray. Father God, thank you so much for loving us. Lord, you and I both know that everyone is welcome here, regardless of their faith journey or their faith story, and that you are ready to embrace anyone who may be struggling to give them light and hope, to help them to face their fears. Lord, I pray for every superglower here that they will take the time to be with themselves and to even consider being with you, to know you in a way that helps to dissect ourselves to our roots, filled with the type of unconditional love that you have for us so that we can use love to build ourselves back up when we get to the root of our fears. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, tomorrow, Super Gluers, we're going to go deeper into this topic and talk about some strategies for facing our fears and overcoming them. Bye for now.